Recently, a colleague friend was leaving for another company. During her farewell party, she said this, I actually knew almost all things about my work. Even if you had woken me up with questions in the middle of the night, I would have given you answers. Hello and welcome to the Leadership Notebook podcast where we are building a culture of self-leadership within communities. My name is Emilia Musima and I am grateful you're listening to my voice right now. This is episode six of season one of the Leadership Notebook podcast and I'll be talking about authority. I'll look into different forms of authority and give you some tips on how you can establish authority. Your inputs, comments, and reviews about this episode are welcome at leadershipnotebook2020 at gmail.com. You can either type your email or send a voice note. Don't forget to subscribe, read this episode, or leave a comment. Authority can be displayed in various ways. It can take the form of a position, where power is exerted upon certain individuals to take decisions on behalf of an institution, a country, organization. Examples would be a position of a president or a CEO. Authority can also take the form of knowledge. This is where you are well-versed in the discourse of your field. It is where you transition to become an expert in specific topics. Authority can also take the form of power or right to do something. This is where you are given authority to perform certain functions within specific context. If you occupy a position in the workplace, you are actually given rights or power to perform particular duties or function aligned to that specific position. Okay, (laughs) I will leave my descriptions of authority here. If you'd like to share anything further than this, don't hesitate to send me an email. I want you to know this because I really, really believe it's important. Everybody has authority and anybody can be an authority wherever they are in life. Whether you are a student, a graduate, a cleaner, or a personal assistant, you can be an authority. I'm going to try to explain this a bit further. Um, have you ever been in in a class, or particularly uh, science and math classes, where a teacher will spend time with the learners, you know, taking them through particular concepts. And then if the learners keep on saying that they don't understand, he will say something like, okay, let me continue. After I'm done, you can go to Judah and Silla at the back and they'll show you how to do this. This means that Judah and Silla, they have established themselves as authority in the subjects. So the teacher trusts Silla and Judah with his other learners. Silo and Judas are not teachers. They are learners like others, but they have established themselves as authority in either maths, science, or whatever subject it might be. This also happens in varsities, where they are always go-to people when it comes to subjects such as um, economics or accounting. You know, these people are not necessarily lectures. They are not, actually. I don't have to say necessarily. They are not lectures. Most probably lecturers don't even know that other students consult them. 
but they have established themselves as authority in this subject. They offer classes, you know, after or consultations after uh, the lecturer has done uh, his or her work. And some of them even make money out of this. That's authority. Another example I can use is that one of um, those mamas in the village who are known for being the best in dressmaking or the best in um in sewing curtains that you know everybody will tell you you know if you want the best in curtains go to mama so and so or if you are new in the dis industry you're still trying to learn how to make dressmaking they will say you know what go and shadow mama so and so that is authority they have mastered the art of what they do in the workplace you may find someone who is in a lower position but this person is so knowledgeable i mean even more knowledgeable than the people they report to they are so well informed about their organization they understand the business as a whole so they are able to either provide help or direct you to help that is authority so you can tell from these examples the kind of authority I'm talking about has got nothing to do with position, but everything to do with what you know and what you do with what you know. So why does it matter to establish this kind of authority? I believe that this is another way of displaying self-leadership. Um, it shows that you value yourself and you value what you do. And as a result, people will value your input in specific field or in that particular field. It also gives you influence because um, people are able to trust you. You have shown and proven that you have knowledge so they can depend on you. You become the go-to person. Therefore, you are able to influence events and decisions in relation to that space or your space. I mean, I know people who are in low positions, but some decisions cannot be taken without them because they have established themselves as uh, the masters of particular territories in the workplace. The other thing that I believe that makes establish establishing authority important is that it encourages growth. Growth does not necessarily happen if you don't try to establish authority. But once you establish that authority, there will always be a demand to grow into another level of authority. So um, I would say that growth and efforts to establish authority work like a rim and tire of a car. They roll together. The rim and the wheel roll together. So establishing authority encourages growth and growth cannot happen if there are no efforts to establish authority. So how do you establish this authority? Now, I'm going to say something that may sound weird, so I'm going to ask you to be a bit patient, a bit, a bit patient rather, so that you can get what I'm trying to say. Number one reason, number one thing that you can do to establish authority is to remove I don't know from your vocabulary. This does not mean you lie or deceive people. What I mean is that you must be familiar with everything related to your field. You don't need to be an expert, but you need to be exposed. So that if something is related to your field, you know something about it, even if you are not involved in it from day to day. So this um, 
what I'm talking about right now could be more related to people who are in the workplace, who want to establish authority in the workplace. So bear with me if you're not yet in the workplace or I think it can work also if you run a business. So what do I mean by this? I'll, pro- I'll try to provide some examples so that, you know, this concept of, of removing, I don't know, from your vocabulary can, vocabulary can become a bit clearer. If you are confronted with a situation outside your territory, I would say that your response should be something like this. The best person to speak to is so-and-so, or I might give you inaccurate information, rather speak to so-and-so. This is when you have some information, but it is not in your field, you know, and so you don't want to provide wrong information. So instead of saying, I don't know, you say, am I giving accurate information? Rather speak to so-and-so. You can try something like, that is not my field, so I don't have authority to speak on it. Try so-and-so. Just hang, hang in there. I'll tell you why towards the end, why I think this approach is better than saying, I don't know. So if you're confronted with a situation in your territory, in your field, that you're not familiar with, Rather say something like this, I'm not sure about that, so give me some time to figure it out and I'll come back to you. Or, I've never done that before, or I've got no idea how this is done, but give me some time to figure it out. Or you can say, so-and-so specializes in this, she can assist you better than I would. Okay, so I know you're wondering now, Emilia, what is really wrong with saying I don't know? There's nothing wrong with saying, I don't know. Um, But there are perceptions that accompanies, I don't know. You create particular perceptions if you just say, I don't know. That's my belief. That's why my number one reason that, that I say remove, I don't know, from your vocabulary. The second thing is that You train your mind to think in a particular way when you say, I don't know. So you are training your mind to think in a limited way. You remove curiosity. You remove the desire to learn by just, if your answer will just say, I don't know. So I feel like I don't know on its own has an I don't care feel to it. So if you say it repeatedly to people, if people get used to the fact that when they ask you a particular question, your answer is always, I don't know, you create a perception that you can't create solutions, therefore you cannot be dependable. And if you cannot be dependable, you cannot build authority. So by refraining from saying, I don't know, you are teaching yourself to take responsibility and find solutions you are also teaching your mind to be inquisitive and curious if every time you are asked questions in relation to what you do you say you don't know you are basically saying i don't care to learn other things i am just here to do what i'm told to do or don't expect me to solve your problems okay (laughs) if you feel like this is still too far-fetched then try something like this Never end your answer with I don't know. Never. Particularly in professional spaces. If you don't know, rather suggest 
where or how the person can get answers than just saying, I don't know, and leaving it there. You're making yourself resourceful by doing this. And after you direct people to answers, you know, it's not wrong to even ask them to share what they have found with you because obviously nobody knows everything. So if you come to me and say, um, I'm looking for one to for ways to do one, two, three, and I don't know the answer, but I suggest and I say, look, I don't have the answer on how that is done. Go and ask so and so. And please, I would also like to know how that is done. Just let me know once you get the answer. That shows that you want to learn, you want to grow. The good thing about this is that next time someone comes with the same problem, you'll be able to provide an answer with confidence. I'm going to repeat this. Please, 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 please don't lie to people. You will frustrate them and they will never trust you with anything. Now, let's move on. The other thing that you can do to build your authority is to master your craft. Learn your craft and anything related to it. I'll give you an example. In HR, this payroll. In HR, this recruitment or talent capital management. In HR, there's employee relations and employee wellness. In HR, there's performance management. In HR, there's labor relations. So familiarize, if you work in, in, in HR, familiarize yourself with all these things. This is how you become resourceful. Um, you know, there's an old adage that says a jack of all trades is a master of none. <laughs> Well, some people believe this, that if you focus on what it, that it is good or more beneficial to focus on one thing, and then they use the saying or this proverb to criticize people who want to gain skills in a lot of things. But I've got news for you. According to Reader's Digest, a hundred, a hundred years ago, Jack, which is, you know, the Jack being referred to in this old um, proverb was simply a slang for a laborer. So a Jack of all trades was a generalist skilled in a bit of everything. So, however, the original postulation of the proverb reads like this. It says, a Jack of all trades is a master of none, but oftentimes better than a master of of one. So in modern times, we only um, focus on the first clause that says a jack of all trades is a master of none, <laughs> you know, but in its original form, it continues to say oftentimes better than a master of one. So if you are a jack of all trades, you may not be a, you may be a master of none, but you are actually better than a master of one. So think about it. The third thing, the third thing, which is the last um, tip that I can give if you want to establish authority is to be willing to share, teach and help. We often feel like we are losing by sharing what we know, but we are actually gaining. It's more like the concept of giving when something goes out for good, something comes in for good. And that is how you establish authority. Always be willing to share what you know. 
be willing to teach others what you know, be willing to help others with what you know. This is the simplest way of establishing authority. So, in closing, I want us to relive this glorious and magical moment for South Africa that happened on the 8th of December 2019 at Tyler Perry Studios in Atlanta, Georgia, United States. Take a listen. Please remove South Africa's headphones. All right, here we go, South Africa. Here is your question. What is the most important thing we should be teaching young girls today? I think the most important thing we should be teaching young girls today is leadership. It's something that has been lacking in young girls and women for a very long time, not because we don't want to, but because of what society has labeled women to be. I think we are the most powerful beings on the world and that we should be given every opportunity and that is what we should be teaching these young girls to take up space. Nothing as important as taking up space in society and cementing yourself. Thank you. Wow. This moment will forever be dear in our hearts. Honestly, I cannot say it better than the Miss Universe Zuzubini Tunzi said it. Establishing authority it's all about taking up space and cementing yourself. So when you are given space, take advantage of it. Go after all the knowledge you need to cement your territory. If you are not given space, use your rights to create and occupy space. I'd like to hear from you. What is taking up space for you and how have you been doing it? Ping me at leadershipnotebook2020 gmail.com. You can either type your email or send a voice note. Don't forget to subscribe, read this episode, or leave a comment. I really appreciate your time. Until next time, bye and thank you for listening.